Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, listeners, to ADAP's podcast. Prevention is every day and in every way. Today, I'm absolutely thrilled to have our two guests, John Saito, ADAP's board member, and Dean Nakanishi, ADAP's new and loved president and CEO. Uh, John and Dean, we are so happy to see you here today. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, John, tell us uh, about yourself just a little bit. And Dean, also, please do the same. Sure. So thank you, Rahima. Glad to be part of this uh, podcast. So yeah, my name is John Saito. I uh, joined the ADAP board uh, last year, and it's been a great experience. Um, currently, I am a project manager for uh, Murakawa Communications. We do public affairs work. Um, and before that, um, I used to work at the YMCA for 12 years. And even before that, I worked at, I was an editor and writer at the Rafa Shimpo newspaper, uh, the Japanese American Daily wow. in Los Angeles. So, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Glad, glad to be here. Very happy to have you, John, also as our board member. Uh, it's it's really it's really wonderful to have you with us, Dean. How about you? So Dean Nakanishi, I'm the new CEO of ADAP, and I've been working for ADAP for 29 years. Oh my gosh, I've been here <laughs> quite a long time, and um, I'm here today as one of the um, editor in chiefs for the book that we did for our 50th gala coming up. And so we're excited to share a little bit about it, a little sneak preview of it today. Wonderful. Yes, I, I do know uh, both uh, John and, and Dean. Actually, yes, you're actually both the brain children of this beautiful book that has been created. You were up uh, day and night uh, working to create ADEP's 50, 50th annual book. I'd like to have you both share with us. Tell us about your experience, please, in creating uh, this landmark of an 86-page booklet, of which 47 separate stories uh, are included and that have never been done in ADAP's history. John, please. Sure. So, uh, yeah, so ADAP is having its uh, 50th anniversary celebration. It's yes. on September 17th. I hope everyone's going to be there. Direct. So we want it to be sort of like a celebration, a reunion, a really fun event. And to go along with that, we wanted to uh, have a yearbook uh, that we could share with everybody, all the guests. Mm -hmm. And uh, they could look through it, uh, look through all the pictures, stories, and uh, uh, have people sign it during the event. Um, and we thought about maybe creating the top 50 greatest stories or moments in ADAP history. So. Uh, that was the goal. That was the idea. Uh, we got to 47. We uh, got close, uh, but we have it. We have 86 pages, so there's a lot of content there. And it's, it came out really good. Excellent. Dean, anything you'd like to share also? Well, this book um, is a culmination of a lot of people's writing and history uh, about ADAP. So we asked the managers to help with different articles for the book, and they came up with their own proposed articles, and they submitted them to us like one by one and with pictures and about their past. So this book is really a group effort, and, um, and I think we got something real special here to share with folks on the event, 
and we really are excited about sharing it. So um, uh, we got some really nice stories here. It was it was really hard. We wanted to kind of tell a story about each um, unit, not just the history, but kind of the essence of each program and how we got started. Absolutely. So I think it's really neat. I think we're sharing something in a way that, you know, most people wouldn't have done a book like this. And um, and so we're quite proud of it. I think John and I learned a lot about EDAP's history through this process. We interviewed a lot of old folks from the past and they were really gracious with meeting with us. Um, and so you'll see, see some of that in these stories that we're sharing. That's incredible. You know, I'm I'm wondering as as you're both sharing just this beginning portion, uh, I have taken a, a you know took a quick glimpse at some of the pages. How did you, John and Dean? How did you organize all of this material? There's a plethora of material I know um, that you you know needed. Uh, how did you do that? So honestly, we came up with the idea, and I wasn't sure what the stories would be about, what the content was. Right. So. Uh, Dean, you know, with his long history of service at ADAP, he's the one who kind of had an idea of what stories, what profiles we wanted to do. Excellent. Um, mm -hmm. We took it, kind of took it from there. Um, and we were fortunate to get a book sponsor. We wow. found a printer. We found a graphic designer. And from there, we just kind of dug in and just started looking at every story and putting it together. Um, we had like six or seven weeks to do it. We were kind of under the gun. Oh, so no. We spent a lot of time at the office uh, working on each and every story. And uh, we were able to make our deadline uh, right at the last minute. So yeah, came wow. out very well. Yeah, you both are definitely. So we, were, we were very fortunate to have um, like the, the rice papers Yes. way back in 1975. And so we, we thumbed through all of those rice paper articles and we we were able to get a quite a bit of information from that um, our 25th anniversary book we were able to pull information from that as well and right. um and also the interviews like i talked about were able to get information on, on it so uh, a lot of research that's really incredible i i can't help but think also you know to give a lot of respect and thanks to those who helped to put all these uh, newspaper newsletters and booklets together. Um, I actually had a little talk with Soji, you know, and it's, it, I said, it's just, it was even an honor to talk to him after all these years, but this is what celebrating the 50th and the booklet that both of you and the writers created, this is what has come. It's like a culmination of everything from the past and bringing it to today. Um, and it's tremendous. Um, I, I want to know on that note, um, what were some of the key findings in the creation of the booklet? John, if you would like to share with us. Dean, you want to go or you want me to go? You can go first. Okay. So yeah, yeah, Dean and I, we really felt a connection to the past. We wanted to really kind of uh, look at that and we were just curious, you know? And so in the book, yes. you know, we capture a lot of the history of ADAP from the beginning. So we learn what a community-based approach to addressing a real problem like drug addiction looked like back in the late 1960s and early uh, 1970s. Right. Um, when we found out there was, you know, a, 
core group of activists from the civil rights movement mm -hmm. who really played a key role in providing services to help young people addicted to heroin and barbiturates. And um, you know, a lot of these people uh, went to jail and prison for these drug-related offenses. And so their main goal was to, when they, once these uh, people were released from prison, they wanted to help them out and uh, you know, find them a home and stuff. And so that kind of led to you know, ADAP starting a residential drug treatment program. So I thought that was very interesting. Absolutely. Um, Dean, did you want to add anything on that? Well, just that, you know, we interviewed, you know, quite a few folks and um, they gave me a different perspective from what I understood all these years. You know, I, when I when I would come to ADAP and I would talk to a lot of our leaders in the past, they would often say that ADAP originated out of the civil rights movement. But I, I didn't really know what all that meant until we did these interviews. And um, Nick Nagatani explained to us the connection with the Yellow Brotherhood. Um, Mia Iwataki um, explained to us the Jack's office and the connection of the Jack's office with, um, with Asian joint communication. And then we learned quite a bit about um, Tommy Chung and, um, and his involvement with the prison systems. And there was this group called Asian Hardcore that was also uh, revolutionary folks that were trying to make a difference in the community. And um, then we also learned on the um, Gardena side, people in the South Bay, some of the work and outreach that they were doing, uh, Carl Nobuyuki's work that he was doing at the same time. And so that history, there was a lot of different groups all kind of trying to do the same work all at the same time, Absolutely. starting around 1965, 66, um, yes. when these things started happening. So we actually, brought the book back before the inception of ADAP in 1972. We had to kind of go back before that in order to kind of start what ADAP, how ADAP began. Um, so it was a really fascinating history that we learned um, and that we captured. I can kind of give you a sneak preview of some of the pages. Oh, please, Dean, do, do share that with us. Oh, wow. So like this first page is one of the first articles that we, we talked about, and it talks about mm. um, the uh, Japanese American committee in, in Tokyo, in Little Tokyo. Um, and it shows their board members and Tommy living at the CWC collective at that time. And Nick Nagatani was one of our um, interviewers who shared about the Jack's office and his works at the Jack's office. Wow. Um, and then we also met with Tatsuo Hirano, who was uh, part of Asian Joint Communication. So the book talks about Asian Joint Communications. And then this next article talks about our first grant and how the process was for our first grant. And then the next article talks about the purchase of our Crenshaw property. So I think those were the three historical articles that John and I really worked on when we first started working on this. Mm -hmm. Well, D John and Dean, these are really uh, gems. 
uh, from the book that you are sharing. Really beautiful layout. And I really love that picture of Nick helping the elderly out of the out of the medical van, I believe. Yeah, that was really interesting because uh, yes. this this man, this gentleman, you know, has had a TB or tuberculosis. Right. And it was a community health fair, and he helped him down the steps out of the the trailer or whatever where they were, you know, providing services. So right. Uh, that's a really great shot. It's a very, uh, it's, it really has a great impact. You can see the chest x-ray yes. in the back, right? Mm -hmm. The sign and there's Nick bringing down the elderly. That's, um, yeah, there are no words for that. And the fact that you and Dean were able to get these beautiful pictures, historic photos and put them in the book. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a landmark, one of a kind. Yeah. And then, one I, of, Rahima, one of the other interesting things about ADAPS roots is that if you go back even further, yes, back to the pre-war era, uh -huh. you know, ADAPS roots go back to this uh, orphanage for Japanese American kids. Um, I had no idea of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can was, you, can uh, you tell a little bit about that, John? Sure. So there was an orphanage that got started like in the 1910s, and it was for Japanese. Uh, children whose parents couldn't had financial hardships, um, sure. so they had a house in the Silver Lake area. Uh -huh. um, and it was there until the 1960s, until, uh, as Dean mentioned, the Japanese American Community Services or JACS. Uh, that was the new new name for their for the company, the nonprofit that took over and provided like uh, uh, community services in the community. So. Um, Incredible. Yeah. So it was just interesting that ADAPS roots go back to an orphanage where you have these yes. young children that need help and don't have a family. And here we are today, ADAP provides services for people that need another family, another surrogate family to help That's them out. Right. So it's kind of interesting. Very interesting. You know, different time frame, different circumstances, different conditions. Mm -hmm. um, but just that same concept of giving another life a chance. It's, that's very powerful. Yeah, I never knew about that, John and Dean. So yeah, you really have gone back into doing some serious research to create this book, not only just obviously the history of ADAP, but when you really pull out the roots, you can see um, some really powerful truths. It's tremendous. I can't way to get my hands on this 50th book mm -hmm. um, that you both and the writers have created and all of the contributors. Again, uh, a lot of respect and thanks to uh, both of you and everyone involved with this book. You know, on that note then, my next question is, um, I have to say though, John and Dean, that's probably one of my favorite stories out of the book, um, but uh, would tell, tell us some of your favorite stories um, as the editors of this book. Please share with us. Go ahead, Dean. So for me, I, I, I like the old stuff because it was new for me. And so the, uh, about our roots and the activism group. And I, I, when I look back at those folks who started ADAP, we're, we're still carrying the mentality of those folks here today at sure. ADAP. And when you talk about Ohana and about 
not leaving anybody behind, you know, those come from the YB folks attitudes, um, the Asian hardcore movement and what they were trying to do. Um, even going back to the orphanage, you know, about family and about That's taking right. care of people. And so um, that was just fascinating for me. And, and just the people that we interviewed and we heard their stories, um, it was, there were some real edgy folks and I feel like they could do a movie on, on these people. And, you know, and I, I think, I mean, someone should, should continue this research on where we're at. And um, um, I hope that this research continues because I think John and I just kind of touched the surface on, on that era. Yes. Um, but I also enjoyed like some of the new stories. Like I, I didn't know how Showtime was started. So we share a little bit about that in the book and how the, that program or our fundraising changed um, back in the 80s and why it changed. Um, and so there's history here about community prevention and community prevention was part of our original part of ADAP in the South Bay area. And so we share about the origination of that program. Um, we did some research on uh, IYCC's program. So you'll see um, research about that. Um, we talk about the development of YFP unit and how that unit grew over the years. Um, so there's a, a lot of stories in this book. And, um, and then we have some kind of like light stories in there too mixed in. Uh, but there's a lot here. There's a, I have a lot of favorites. It's hard to say True. just one or two favorites. True. John, how about you? Yeah, I feel the same way as, as Dean. Um, yeah, we spent a lot of time working on like the, the historical pieces. So like we mentioned the, the first grant, um, that was really interesting um, because it was a collaborative effort. Uh, and it was historic too, because yes. ADAP got incorporated in 1972 and they went after federal funding. And it, it took more than one attempt to, to get that federal funding. Um, and the guys behind it really needed, they weren't sure what to do, but they got, they had mentors who provided uh, feedback and advice and yes and it happened and the lead federal agency on mental health gave ADAP a three-year grant for five hundred thousand dollars in 1973 and that's what kind of kick-started the operations they were able to hire staff uh, have an office and start their programs so that was that was really interesting um, and then yeah so the other one I liked was uh, the Crenshaw Motel Oh yeah. yeah. There's an interesting history behind that. Um, but again, that's goes back to connections because yes. our medical director, his mother was owner of the Crenshaw Motel and she decided to sell and um, it would cost a lot of money. I mean, it cost like $125,000. And it was interesting because the leaders of ADAP, the, the leadership, they decided to make a gamble and, and do it. Right. And, that turned out to be the most strategic investment that ADAP did. And, you know, it's still here today. It's, you know, serves our residential drug treatment program. Absolutely. Um, so that was a really interesting story too. Um, oh, and then, so Dean uh, put together uh, a page mm -hmm. where there's all these famous uh, sayings in uh, recovery. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we, there's one page on that. So everyone has to read that because it's really good. 
It's called Three Hots and a Cot. Three Hots and a Cot and other famous uh, sayings in recovery. So I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, there's a page there. Everyone will enjoy reading that. So uh, yeah, those are some of my favorite stories. And then for me, I'm still kind of new to ADAP. I just thought it was interesting. There's a section on uh, needle exchange. Yes. The needle exchange program. Series program. Yeah. Um, it started out really small. It was not popular. Uh, public didn't buy into it. And now it's a full-fledged right. program. That's right. And uh, I thought that was really interesting. And then, yeah, there was a section that we talked about on the prison systems too, that, you know, it's treatment over jails. And that's been ADAP's model or philosophy the entire time. And now, um, you know, there's a lot of public sentiment and laws that want to do that instead of putting people in jail. So right. I thought that was really interesting. No, definitely fascinating. Uh, I've always respected and uh, admired how ADAP's uh, um, work and attitude, you know, the more progressive stance that it has. Exactly. Uh, harm exactly. reduction, right? Exactly. And treatment over the prison system. Um, mm -hmm. You know, even prior to me starting at ADAP, I've always actually always believed in it. So. Uh, it was it's a refreshing and it's a revitalizing uh, way of life to think this way and to, and to work in this manner. So again, a lot of respect to Terry's program and uh, Jose's program, YFP. They do a, some all of the programs at ADAP. They do substantial work in the community to deal with um, you know, the challenges that we have today that are truly substantial, uh, not just in LA, but our surrounding areas. And uh, it's, to exactly. me, it's impressive that ADAP is at the forefront creating these, you know, I won't say maybe they're new, but uh, they're, they're just at the, they're at the forefront with this. And it's tremendous uh, how the staff upholds um, all of the programs and efforts. On that note, uh, John and Dean, can you uh, share as my final question is, what do you both hope people will get out of the coming gala we're celebrating on September 17th at the Weston Bonaventure and also the beautiful 50th anniversary book? I guess I'll go. Um, I just hope everyone who has been connected to ADAP in some way will show up to this event. Um, we want to have like 500, 600 people here um, to celebrate ADAP's history. Yes. Um, for me personally, um, at my table, uh, one of my friends who worked at ADAP, you know, in the 70s and 80s, he's retired and he's going to come from Sacramento and, and be part of it. Oh, how exciting. And then my niece, who's 22 and just graduated from college, she just started an internship at ADAP this week. Monday was Excellent. her first day, Excellent. so um, she's going to be at the at our tape at my table too. So, yeah, it's going to be a great celebration. Um, you know, as far as a book, um, I, I think it'll help tell the story of ADAP. I think, you know, me and Dean kind of were in our all the hours that we're working together. You know, we felt like ADAP does so much more than what its name says. Bottom line, so ADAP is not for Asian Americans only, even though it was, its roots are in the Asian American community. And it's not just drug treatment, you know, it does so much more. We help people find jobs, we do HIV intervention. We have, like you said, Jose does a great, has a great youth and family program. And all told, you know, we help over 20,000 people every year. And I hope this book kind of 
tells that story that, you know, ADAP through the 50 years has not been stagnant. It's grown. That's it's, right. It's done amazing work and will continue to do amazing work. So. Thank you, John. It's very sure. true. Dean. Uh, I want to start by first thanking John for all his hard work on this. And it wouldn't be as nice as it is if it wasn't for John and his writing experience. You know, we did, um, we worked on this all on our off time because we couldn't do it being distracted with phone calls and emails. And um, and so we worked on weekends and in the evenings. And um, the one thing John would come in my office and ask, you know, what is the essence of this story? And he, <laughs> he would argue it out, you know, on, on each story and making sure that, you know, we were trying to cover it in the title and and what was the real message of each story? So we we spent a lot of effort on that. And um, if it wasn't for John pushing uh, us on, it wouldn't be as creative as it is. Um, so I want to start with that. And then, you know, of course, Jay Mori company, you know, we were concerned if we could afford it and how much we could spend on it. And once we had the sponsorship from the Jay Mori company, it kind of like gave us a little more freedom to just go ahead with this project. Um, but, you know, and all the writers and, you know, the people that were willing to meet with us, um, it, it really made a terrific book because we had all of that, just people pitching in, you know, typical ADAP style, you know, people just step up right. and volunteer their time and, and, and put that little effort in. Um, but, you know, I think this book will um, really share, give a little bit of insight about ADAP's history. And I hope the new staff and new people that we have here that are just meeting ADAP will take the effort to um, review this book and study it. And I think at the event with the video that we've created, it will really uh, show a different side and people actually speaking about it. Um, so I think the, the book and the video together is gonna be really neat at the gala. So I hope people you know, will sign it if they can come. You know, The tickets are, you know, only a couple hundred bucks, um, but I think it'll be truly worth it. Um, and um, I think the book alone makes the event worth it. So come out for, for the book. <laughs> yes. Most definitely. John and Dean, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you today on the podcast and to learn more about this beautiful creation. Um, that you, again, you and the respected writers and contributors and interviewers um, all made. And in speaking to both of you, uh, what I cannot, um, you know, fail to say is that in remembering, you know, the past, in remembering the past, that is the best way to take hold of a better and a stronger future. And at ADAP, what I also think is so profound is that we will remember those, the grassroots leaders and the ones who were there at the beginning, all the way to the young people today who uh, gave of their time and their, um, you know, their professionalism. And we work all together as a team, as Ohana. And uh, it's wonderful to see the final creations and looking forward to seeing the final products next month. John, Dean, thank you so much for today. Thanks, Rahima. Yep, yep. thank you, Rahima. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.